0: the Revolution Church podcast Before we begin we'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you To make your 100% tax deductible donation today please visit revolutionchurch.com/donate You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website Good morning greet your neighbor Stand up and turn to your neighbor and mm-hmm. say, this is the day the Lord has made. I always felt awkward in that part. Yeah, I think everybody feels awkward in it, but yeah. I've never understood why they do it. You need permission or, or instruction to say hello to people. Well, right. usually you know everybody around you anyway. Yeah, so that's true. There's always a guy away in the back. Hey, you, hey. <laughs> hey, buddy. And there's the guy that walks around during that time. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Got to make his, his rounds. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah. That was not me. Mm-hmm. I was the guy still sitting like, oh, Jay, are you down, are you down there, Jay? <laughs> um, I one time didn't stand up during a worship thing or something. And I remember a guy behind me patting me on the shoulder. He's like, are you okay, man? Everything going okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I just didn't want to do what Simon said. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. It was a secret neo-Calvinist church that I didn't realize was neo-Calvinist. Secret neo-Calvinist? Yeah. What denomination? I think it must have been some sort of Calvinist denomination, but it was called Church of the Redeemer. I really liked it, but then I realized that the grace was only for the chosen people. So I was like, oh, that's why the grace messages are so good here. It's only mm-hmm. for a few. It's the, yeah, elect grace. That's that good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> I was elected. You were made as a garbage can, and mm-hmm. I was made as a heavenly saint. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, welcome, everybody. So, I am exhausted. I am very tired. Um, my little sweet Minnie Faye, her full name is Amelia Faye Baker, turned four years old yesterday. Yay. And so, um, due to weather, we had to not have her party out and we had to have her party inside, which caused it just to be family. So, it was uh, me and my ex and her family. Um, But we had a lot of fun, destroyed a pinata (laughs) and um, chocolate cake. And oh, my gosh, I I just have to say, being a father is really amazing. Um, My son made me eight, I think eight hearts this weekend. And he drew them and he wrote Milo and dad and all of them, cut them out. And then before he gave them, he kissed them. And then he looked at me and he like put his hand on his chest and said, dad, yeah, for, this was before the eighth heart this was the seventh heart he goes uh-huh. I've made seven hearts because you're because my love for you makes my heart feel seven times bigger oh and he kept hugging me and it was really amazing oh um and it was I was having I've had a kind of crazy week and so what was wild about that was um that's so sweet was uh you know they just Kids know, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of know. And and Minnie was super lovey dovey and and um yeah, kids are awesome, also exhausting, but awesome. And um a lot of emotions yesterday, but it was really fun. So there you go. So um I feel like I've asked this sometimes, but sometimes I feel like it falls on deaf ears. Um if you can share last week's talk on Facebook. And Twitter, Instagram, or at least your Instagram story, and uh, let let people know what's out there. Because I really think that, and I said this last week, but I really believe that Paul is extremely important. And I believe there's a portion of church of people in the church who've rejected Paul. It's true. And then there's another portion of the church that completely accept everything Paul's written. Yeah. And I think the talk was important enough, not just because it's me, if it was anybody, but I just think the talk's important because I think it clarifies who Paul is, and I think it's important to get those conversations started mm. about the Apostle Paul. So I've pushed it a little bit more than I usually push things, um, but honestly, I could use your guys' help in promoting it. Um, I mean, anytime I put up a talk on Twitter, it's like three likes. You know, not, People don't seem to like talks that much. And I know I'm asking for prime location, but you could even put it in your fleet, which is kind of their stories on Twitter. Um, Because I think it's important. So if you if you're up to that, sharing that talk, except in the Apostle Paul I did last week and you guys did last week because you talked and Caleb talked, we all talked, (laughs) promote it. It's also up on it should be up on um, on YouTube now as well. So you can share the YouTube video as well if you think somebody would want to watch the video. But yeah, if you could share that talk, I think it's really, 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 really vital that we get this conversation going. And I'm sure there's people who could have a better con- talk of than I do about it, um, which is fine. I mean, I'll probably do another in-depth talk about Paul's life again. I might even write another book about his life, which I've already done one. Um, but I think it's... It's vitally important, and because this, because my work, most of my work is based off of Galatians, um, and most of you know. So, I would say a lot of the the work that Revolution does is 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 really the foundation is laid in that in that. Yep. You know, aren't you a Jesus centered church? Well, that's what Paul's talking about. And Paul's talking about Jesus and grace and those things. And it's really, really vitally important to me that those things get there. I honestly think that Galatians, um, for me, really hits almost everything that we need to be hitting in the church today. Mm, mm -hmm. And I hate to see people think like, well, Paul was a bastard because of this verse or Paul was a bastard because of the pastoral epistles. So I'm not gonna read the book of Galatians or I'm not gonna read Ephesians or I'm not gonna read Romans or Corinthians. Um, Last week, I forgot to mention that talking about forgeries there were some forgeries that didn't make it in the bible they tried to pass off a corinthians 3 and luckily that was recognized as a as a forgery and didn't make it in there Hmm. as we were talking about forgeries so interesting they weren't completely crazy um some people actually think both galatians 1 and 2 was actually three books at one time as well but anyway that's enough The whole point is, is if you guys can talk about that, even talking about Paul to people, you know, or seeing people who throw Paul off under the bus and just like, hey, check out this talk or, hey, I've learned this, you know, have you heard this? Um, You know, you uh, you could recommend freaking if they're super liberal, you can recommend Forged. If they're not super liberal, you can recommend my book, Faith and Doubt. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, whatever. (laughs) Um, Or even some of the original stuff we talked about. It's all in there. So anyway, I, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry I'm pushing my own talk, but I'm not sorry, because that's why I do this, and that's why we do this, and we talk about things that we find to be important and vital to the church, and uh, I think if we get the message of grace in more people's hands, the more likely we are to see an actual reformation, we are more likely to see actual change in the church, and see people— having tough conversations and not writing each other off. Mm. So. Hey Amen. That preaches. Hey man, I'm just preaching about my preaching. <laughs> Meta preaching. Yeah, man. I'm like uh Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Um, Break the fourth wall. <laughs> Break the fifth wall. <laughs> the ceiling, the ceiling, We're breaking the ceiling. Um, so what I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about this week is kind of letting you in on a little view of my life and where I'm going. I see my nephew james uh James Chapman is yeah. in on on here good to see you buddy um, is some things that are coming up for me um faster than I was planning on to be honest with you and just kind of give you my my vibe of 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 what's coming up and i don't know I like to share with you guys I like to be honest with you guys and transparent with you guys and so today 's not so much of a sermon you already got your sermon on share Paul stuff. So you can go home now. If you you came (laughs) for a sermon, get out of here. (laughs) We're getting personal, getting real. I'm (laughs) gonna put my chair backwards. Yeah. All right, guys. Cheer up the textbook. Maybe I should start learning this. A beret. I kind of look like the guy from um, MythBusters. Oh yeah, yeah, Jamie. Yeah. His his name's Jamie, and my name's Jamie. What the heck? So, as some of you may know, uh, last week, People Magazine did a um, first look at the new movie starring Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield um, as uh, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker, um, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, so they did the first look for the uh, for the movie. And so those photos have been going everywhere. And so I decided the best thing I could do is make sure I take care of myself first and honestly, when I think about taking care of myself, it's for two reasons. It's for three reasons. It's for Minnie and Milo, and then it's for you guys, um, my work. Um, because it, it's that whole idea of when the when the when uh, when you're on the airplane and they say, put your air mask on first and then assist others. And so I realized I have to put my air mask on mm-hmm. to take care of myself, to help other people. Very true. So I unfollowed almost everyone on um, – on Twitter, there was a few people I, I, I wanted to just stay in contact with. Um, but uh, I unfollowed most everybody on Twitter because one, Twitter does my head in a lot. I talk about it here all the time, but I also get a lot of talk ideas from it, to be honest with you. yeah. Um, but also um, because people share a lot of crazy stuff or they like a lot of crazy stuff and I always end up seeing it. And I was like, listen, there's this next week, the preview, the trailer comes out. And this week there was an article in People Magazine and, you know, the first time I went through all this with my parents, when I was a kid and a teenager, there was no social media. So, you know, it was just basically turning off the TV and not looking at the, uh, at the, you know, rag magazines at the supermarket. That was mm-hmm. kind of the the, 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 goal. Like, don't look at the rag magazines, <laughs> turn the TV off. Right. Just what, all I could watch was like Nickelodeon and Nick at night. Um, a lot of Smothers Brothers mm. and the Monkees. Um, but, and you can't do that on television. Holla. Mm. Um, so I did that, but yeah, so unfollowed everybody, which was kind of weird and strange to do. Um, but I did it for my own health. And it's been honestly really awesome to kind of open up and only see like five, six mm. messages up there. Um, Sinead O'Connor just wrote a new book that I really love. So I'm following her right now. And she'd retired yesterday peace baby um i love her side note but yeah so i i I, it's just been nice you know it's nice to not see christians judging each other all the time to be honest with you like a lot of the people i followed is what would be considered christian twitter and you know everybody's really can be just really awful to each other in the church and we're all really judgmental so i just was like hey listen if everybody wants to talk about this feel free to talk about it just don't at me on it right that was my, my, my question, my, my ask. Fair request. And I'll ask for that on Facebook too. Cause Facebook can be really, really crazy. I left Facebook for like five months because it was really getting too crazy, but I'm back. Um, so self-care is important to me and I guess it's gotta be important to you as well. And that's why I'm sharing it. I don't share it just so you can be like, I'm taking care of me. Um, I'm sharing it because we all should take care of ourselves and, 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 and watch ourselves and, uh. Uh, do that, and so sometimes it's just you know. And I think also was inspired a lot by John Lydon, who some of you know is Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols, reading his and, and talking about how he he dealt with people who just talk BS and things like that. And a lot of friends. So I, I'm lucky. I feel lucky. I feel blessed to have those folks. And you guys have been really great um as well. So anyway, so this movie's coming out. Um, the trailer will be out i think on the 9th um i don't know if i'm supposed to say this so i'm sorry if i I'll apologize first but i did see a sneak preview of the trailer i'm not going to talk about it because they don't want us to talk about it but i did see some stuff and all i can say was is that it brought up a lot of old emotions mm. um you know and and that's uh, uh, puts me in a strange place um you know because it's one of those things where you go through this trauma we really experience the church at its worst and i can say the church capital c (laughs) honestly it wasn't like just my local church and uh and the world really and media and things like that you know um and i'm going to talk a little bit about that in the next few minutes but it brought back a lot. So the day I saw it, I mean, I, I watched it twice and I just, I called my sister, we chatted. Um, and I just kind of had to just sit with it. You know, it was just one of those things where you just kind of had to like, ugh, it didn't get anything done, didn't think about much. That's why I really don't have a talk for today because it was that. And then it was my daughter's birthday. So it was kind of like, all right, I got to move forward with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's tough to have that trauma come back. Now I will also let you guys know that I'm going to start seeing a new therapist next week because I'm like, Hey, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I'm okay, but it's going to be intense and it's going to bring up a lot of old stuff. At the same time, me and Pete Rollins and my friend Helen um, from Belfast are also making a documentary film about my mother's influence, particularly in the eighties and um, 90s um, and how she kind of bri- bridged a gap, mm, you know, between mm-hmm. sacred and secular for the lack of a better term, you know, and, and how she did that. And so we've been working on that, um, but that's not going to be so scandal focused, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for most people, when they hear the name Baker, you know, they don't think about me. They think about my dad and my mother and they sure. think about the scandal. And it's tough when you grow up with that because it was such a short period in our lives growing up. Mm. Was that scandal? Was I mean? It seemed like it affected me for such a long time, and it did, and it left such a huge mark. But the things before that, um, like my dad building Kevin's house, uh, which was a home for disabled children, and my mom's prison ministry, um, you know, women's prison ministry. And all the outreach and the different things, you know, that none of that stuff's ever talked about, mm. you know, mm-hmm. um, how my dad would always help people rebuild churches if they were ever vandalized or burnt down and just little things like this that, you, you know, um, it's funny. I, I follow this, there's this guy named Jimmy and he's really great. And he has a Tammy Faye fan site oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and, uh, and he posted the other day, he, he posted the other day how my parents gave over half of what they oh, They made about $3 million, three million five hundred dollars in their pay over a certain amount of time. And in that same period of time, they gave all their book revenue and all their record revenues, which was $8 million. So my parents actually gave twice as much back into the church than they even received. Now, I'm not saying this to defend anything. Why I'm saying this is that when you live in a world where nothing like that is ever mentioned or remembered and all there is is like an affair Mm. and they were greedy and they wanted money and jim baker went to prison for stealing money which is not actually why he went to prison i'm not going to go over that you can look it up but you live in a world where people have their mind made up even the media even reporters who just they're like this is how it goes you know one thing gets reported in a newspaper instead of researching it they just report it even Mm. biblical historians i have read stuff I actually talked to one recently who got something wrong, and I'm like, where are you getting your information? And wow. like, I looked at Wikipedia, and it was from a book that was written by this reporter. And I'm going like, it's not true. And you know what the funny thing was? Is they said, well, you're their child, so I'm, I'm sure you see it a little bit differently That's and that you're kind of offensive. And they dismissed me. And this is someone I really respected really well point is is going through that type of thing living in that type of reality and now we live in a time where like you know i mean you you have to search your news out now you can't just watch cnn because you're going to get a curve there you can't watch fox obviously because you're going to get their ideas there and you have to literally i like watch bbc and i like search things out to find out what the real news is because i can't stand all this slanted information and, you know, a lot of lazy reporting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. Secondhand information. Yeah. Secondhand information. So it's really hard to live through that. And it, and it brings up old trauma. And so for me, I want to focus my work, you know, on Paul, on Jesus, on Hegel, on, you know, on these different folks, um, pyro theology, you know, Pete Rollins work, you know, I, I love all that stuff. And that's what I want to talk about here is how do we argue well? How do we make it through these tough times? Um, but at the same time, it, it's tough to relive your trauma. You know, this isn't dreams. This is stuff mm. that I'm dealing with, you know, and, and Pete put up the, uh, the thing that we're doing about my mom on his uh, thing. And I also shared it on my Facebook, But he put it on his Facebook. And there are people who still don't like my parents and or my mother. And my mother was uh, quite an amazing woman, quite an amazing lady. And she really loves people with all of her heart. And there's people who say not very nice things. And um, I wish I could say where I was at the point where I was just like, I don't give a damn, you know, but it still hurts. Yeah. But the one gift that it's given me is the way we're able to have church here. We're able to be in community here. But also, you know, like when I see other people go through things where people scapegoat them or cancel them and say they're automatically mad, bad because they judge them for something that was just in a small period of time in their life. Mm-hmm. I'm able to have an empathy for that. And part of my work here is wanting to transfer that empathy, mm. to transfer that understanding of saying people are contradictions, people are complicated, um, we are human, we are all worthy of love, and there is a way for us to figure these things out without throwing people away. People actually can change. People have moments where they change. For example, my father has become very conservative and says a lot of wild things that I think are wild. Um, but he changed. In the 80s, that wasn't who my dad was. You know, He changed that way. He went this direction. But we all change. We all even flow. We all have mountaintops and valleys. And it's understanding the complexity of humanity Mm. it's understanding the dialectic as well Mm -hmm. you know um because i honestly don't believe anybody's fully bad or anybody's fully good you know and uh, i think the bible helps us keep that in perspective and that's why i hold on to the bible that's why i interpret a lot of what i hear from hegel or from pete rollins work or my own work and see it through the Bible because I think the Bible does guide us in the right direction. I think Christianity really has something here. I think Jesus really has something here. I think the apostle Paul really saw something here. I even say James found something here. So anyway, one of the hardest things to do is, uh, it's so funny, I saw this, this, uh, meme and it said, uh, the bad news is, is nobody cares. And then the second part said, the good news is nobody cares, And learning to live in a world where people don't care is tough. Now you'll say, well, that's not completely true. People do care. Um, But I want to talk about that. Like, like media, you know, realizing that some of the media, like, like reporters don't care enough to always get the facts straight or just to tell people what they want to hear or to sell newspapers. Or often they're told, change that because we've got to sell newspapers. Mm. But realizing people don't care about their truth, but this is the hard part for me, unless it's their truth. So often when we do care, it's our own interpretation of the truth, which we care about. So don't, you know, we don't care, but we're going to care if you screw with our interpretation of the Mm -hmm. truth. Mm -hmm. And so our interpretation of the truth becomes like sacred text that we feel we have to defend. And for me, I've taken all my sacred truths and held my hand open with them because i 'm willing to change my mind i 'm willing to see things differently through any type of talk, any good conversation um, research, investigation, you know these type of things i 'm open to change, but some people feel very insecure about their belief system, and so they hold super tightly to it. I really mm. believe that when mm. when jesus say, when Paul and Jesus talk about people who are weak of faith, I think he's often talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees because they hold on so much to the law that their faith is like, well, if we uh, leave the law, if we lose the law, if we change this, then it's all gone. Like right. it becomes really fragile. Uh-huh. And for a lot of people, their truth is fresh. So a lot of people go like televangelists are all bad and all evil. Right. We've got to get rid of them. And, you know, except for Mother Teresa, she's good. You know, but I was also thinking about someone like um, let's look at Sinead O'Connor, for example. I think it was 1980, no, 1992. And Sinead O'Connor was uh, top of her game. Nothing compares to you. If you all probably remember, that was written by Prince, and Sinead just killed at the video. She's like, just her face as she cries that tear. Um, she was on Saturday Night Live and she sang a protest song. And then at the end of the thing, she holds up a picture of, uh, is it John Paul? Was it the Pope? And she rips. A picture in half and she says try to fight the true enemy um she got banned from snl a few weeks later she was singing at a bob dylan concert she got booed off the stage oh really yeah and a famous famous quote from um chris christopherson as he chris christopherson came out because she just started bawling in front of the crowd and puts his arm around Sinead. And walks her off and he has honey, don't let the bastards get you down. Not realizing that his microphone was still on. Wow. So a lot of people were pissed about that as uh-huh. well. Um, because you know, he's like he just called ten thousand people <laughs> bastards. Um, but my mom used to always say that to me as well. Funny enough. That's where that's from. Um that's where I got the sticker idea from was from that quote, but okay. my mom used to say that to me as well. Okay. And um so the point is, is so she was shamed, but the re and she was she was canceled in a way, tried to be canceled, but a lot of us true fans knew that she was just a brilliant person and brilliant musician. Now, fast forward 20 some odd years later, you know, we realized that there was a lot of child abuse happening, and that was she was singing the song Child Abuse. There were a lot of children being molested in the church, mm-hmm. being beat in the church, being mistreated. And what she was trying to say is that this is the enemy. Mm. that there's children are being molested in the church and no one's talking about it. Yeah. Right. Um, It's being covered up even like uh, actively. Yeah. I mean, it was being covered up all this time and she exposed it. And so now she's looked at as a hero. I just read a Rolling Stone article a few weeks ago that was like, we owe Sinead O'Connor an apology. So sometimes we don't realize that even Mm. like our heroes or people we look up to can often be ahead of the time. They Mm. can be saying things that, you know, cost them everything um, but I think it's important that we look back and we recognize those moments in mm, time. Yeah, great And point. I think that's what's cool about this Eyes of Tammy Faye film is our friend Steve, who's here watching online with us right now, who was interviewed by my mom and he was an openly gay pastor with AIDS in 19, I think it was 86, 85, 86, when they did the interview. And that changed a lot. And the reason Jessica Chastain bought the rights to the documentary and wanted to make the movie was purely because that moment she saw something special she saw someone who wasn't afraid and someone who was willing to take a stand you know so people still you know want to say oh she was greedy or she was this and I hope the film changes their mind I hope they'll watch the regional eyes of documentary eyes of Tammy Faye documentary and they'll watch the film that uh, me and Peter are working on it's 1985 because redemption's important but unfortunately sometimes redemption you know in the newspapers isn't on the front cover it's not what sells. It's not it's not it's not a cover story. It's usually on page thirteen B, you know? And I think it's important that we celebrate redemption and that we remember how powerful redemption was. And we remember that, hey, there was a time where we were wrong. Yeah,
1: there was right. a time
0: where we wrote off someone like Sinead O'Connor. You know, when she was begging for us to recognize these children were being molested, right. you know, there was a time when we, we 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 all wrote off Tammy Faye later in life. But there is a time where she was standing up saying, you know, these people are suffering and dying of AIDS and we need to wrap our arms around them and, hug them and love them and accept them, mm-hmm. you know. So I think this is an, is an important thing. This wasn't actually my point to today's talk. This all just kind of came to my head as I was talking about it. But, you know. It's funny for me, when I was talking about the historian, biblical historian person I was talking to, she talked to me as basically as though I was naive. Oh, naive Jay. You know, even told her that one time I was laying in the back of the car pretending to sleep as my dad was telling the full story to one of his friends about what happened. That still wasn't enough for her. Um, because I'm, I'm their son. I must be naive. Mm. Um, no, uh, if you have interacted with this church or my work, I don't think naive would be the word you would use. You might say haphazardly human, you know, sometimes rambles a lot, um, extremely good looking, <laughs> but not, I'm just kidding, uh, but not, I look like my dad, I get it, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Under, someone said not someone on, on Facebook just said not only redemption, but understanding of the truth. Yeah. And you sometimes you have to seek deeper to find the truths yeah. there and remember the truths. And, uh, you know, it's like you pick in some ways, it's kind of like sometimes in society, it's like we pick one chapter in the book of someone's life. And it's the worst chapter. And that's the only thing we, we talk about. Mm. You know, and we miss the rest of a life. We miss a life, we miss the life well lived. Mm. Um, David Bazan has this song, I think it was with Pedro Lyon, but it goes like, save the applause until the end of the show. Right. You know, mm. and I always loved that. And I remember after hearing him sing that song, you know, it was like, save your applause till the end of the show. I went up to him and I said, man, that made me think of my dad. That made me think of my parents, you know. It's kind of like because you could say save your booze and hissing Mm -hmm. till the end of the show, right? You know, and I think this is why the Bible says, "Don't judge, stop judging. How you judge, you will be judged. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over." And I think why that is to me such a clear verse is because it seems as that we've gotten caught up in this redundant cycle Mm. of judgment of one another mm-hmm. and why people are leaving the, 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 so why people are sick of social media and all these other things. And, and there's so many aspects of social media that are just screwy, you know, that we're all involved in it and it's so screwy um, just their power alone. I mean, here we are on Facebook, you know, so screwy, right. Um, but this, this cycle of judgment, the cycle that, you know, because when we start to say, oh, well, all these people are bad, all these people are wrong, and then we've got it together, well, then all of a sudden we don't have it together, mm. then the judgment gets backlashed You invited us. that judgment, yeah. You know, um, you see it all the time with uh, with politicians, is where they'll stand up for something or they'll say something, and then, or even with like people who are really woke, you know, they'll come out for something and then they'll say, oh, but we have this video footage of you saying this 20 years ago or 15 years mm-hmm. ago, you know, and obviously mm. if you meant it then, you must still mean it now. <laughs> You know, and then they're done Mm. and we turn on each other and we create an unsafe atmosphere because we're judging. And what really we, when, I think when people say they want a safe zone, a safe spot, maybe it means a place where you're not judged. You're not even judged for doing shitty things. Um, I always recommend getting a good friend that you can just be honest with. And if you can't find a good therapist and, uh, and work those things out, because often when the judgment is so strong, it's harder to change. You know, But when you're able to let it out, release it and deal with it, mm. uh, you become free and you're able to live your life and something happens, something changes, something moves in your life. Um, some people always call that conviction. But uh, for me, it's, it's, you know, when I'm not afraid and I'm not worried about others and I'm not worried about judgment, I'm able to be a better me. And I think that's what we need for other people. Um. so you know my life is going to be going through some old wounds in the next few months and I think when this preview comes out there will be more people talking about it and I'm sure all the Christian magazines will be talking about it and all the people magazines and those type of magazines will be talking about it again and um, you know I would like to be my own guy you know just it's just Jay you know um, but this is my legacy and that's okay. You know, I'm proud of who I am. And I'm grateful for what both my mother and my father yeah. taught me mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not perfect parents by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but there are some foundations that they built in me that have allowed me to do what my work today mm. and why I'm as honest as I am today, why I am unashamed to follow my convictions. Um, you know, my personal life might be more of a mess because of them as well, but I'm working on that too. And I've been working on that and I'm pretty excited about that. So self-care equals being a good dad and also being coming here to talk to you guys. I know I, I will say this. I know some people look at my family and think that's every, they are everything that's wrong with the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly understand if I had that media view point of view of mm. just this is what i've only things i've ever read because it's, it's the only thing people want to write about mm. um even working on our documentary the people were some of the people we're working with all want to cover that shit again and it's this constant thing of saying like there's other things here that we want to look at mm-hmm. and so i get that that people see that um and then they see me and they think well there's a contradiction because people always see, this is how I end up reading half the bad articles about my parents is, but Jay Baker is a really good guy, you know, but it's always like, at Jay Baker, his, his, he talks a lot about grace and he loves the gay folks and blah, 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 at Jay Baker, you know. And so I see my name mentioned and then I go look up to see what the people said and I'm like, ah, you know, they think my parents are sort of the antichrists, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I'm okay. And uh, I'm more concerned about the people who I loved and raised me than I am me to be honest with you half the time. Um, but I've had to make myself a priority because now that I'm a dad, that's those two are the most important in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing me is a contradiction to that, but they have to what they have to do is they have to realize is that so are my parents. My parents are also contradictions. And the word contradiction is not a bad word because we all live with contradictions in our lives. Mm-hmm. Some we can face and others we just have to learn to live with and accept. And that's what's beautiful about dialectics. And that's what's beautiful about like, the biggest, greatest therapy I ever had was a a therapy that's called dialectic behavioral therapy. Uh And the dialectic is very important. If you're uh, honestly, I encourage anybody to check it out. If you can strange life, strange journey. And, uh, I invite you guys to stick with us and, 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 and go with me on it. And and we'll have probably have a lot of guest speakers coming up soon. (laughs) And, um, we'll keep you in the, in the loop and, you know who knows? maybe once this film comes out, we'll even do a discussion group about that and go through that. you know that could be interesting, yeah, yeah, we can do whatever we want because we make the rules, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you guys can tell us what you want to do as well um but this is just kind of me, I just wanted to kind of guy bring you guys all up to date. also, I was just really tired today, so I just wanted to kind of share where I'm at and like you know like this is why I'm exhausted and this is why I'm gonna nap for four hours after this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um. I love you too James Chapman. That was my 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 nephew on uh, on here on I Facebook. got this guy here for James. There you go James. We have the child. <laughs> Where should we deliver him to? Um <laughs> he's really feisty. But um yeah, so we're going to do that. I guess we'll I forgot we do the um afterglow. Afterglow. We do an afterglow. Are not any questions or anything people just yeah. encouraging things. Comments. Uh, yeah. Robert had a nice little comment here. It said, people delight in putting others down. There's a sidewalk in California where they put the stars right at your feet. <laughs> and people delight in stepping on them from Sweet Dreams by Judy Collins. People delight in stepping on the best or finest, or the worst in others. Finding the worst in others. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that song. Um, it was by one of the guys in the Eagles. And it was called Dirty Laundry. Hmm. I am thinking of that and it's like they're I think it's beat them when they're up beat them when they're down mm. beat them when they're up beat them when they're down and it's like people love dirty laundry <laughs> I think it was the drummer and I can't remember his name right now forgive my musical ignorance today um, I want to say Glenn Fry, but that wasn't Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry did some other stuff um, so yeah people love dirty laundry and uh, here at Revolution we love dirty laundry in a different way ah uh, yes <laughs> Don mm-hmm. Henley it was Don Henley that's right Thank you, Heather. Don't put on your Sunday best. Put on your Sunday worst. Put on your Sunday worst. We, like yeah, your your, worst. We, we, we love dirty laundry, but not to talk about it. We want to say if you're screwed up and you're feeling out or you're an outcast or you've been canceled, this is the church for you mm-hmm. or the gathering for you. The I'm even yeah. stepping away from the word church because right. I've seen the church become so divided recently that the name honestly makes me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. to see how, how the church is acting at this point. So, if you've wondered why we're using gathering, I guess the cat's out of the bag for that one. I was wondering how long it's going to be. For. The official. <sighs> I was just trying to sneaky. Be sneaky. <laughs> the only reason we keep in church on everything else is because it's our com and stuff, or we don't want to change your name because we don't want to not you not be able to find us. But um, and we'll cross that bridge again because I think the church would eventually become a better place. To caught back earlier if we start talking about grace and paul more and mm. and, and having better conversations and and having sort of like we spell it differently you know like start, start <laughs> um all right guys we love you and uh thank you steve steve just wrote said you know love you jay do what you need to do take care of yourself happy to be a guest speaker again if you want guess what steve i do want we mm-hmm. do want you back here to speak that. again yeah, be yeah be it's it'd be really great um so we love you all. Let's uh, do this together. I, I, I definitely could use your love and support out there. And uh, don't forget, if you, uh, if you can, to, to share that talk about Paul. And let's get a conversation going about the Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, you know, maybe the next week we'll talk about the Bakers. Love you guys. Bye bye. We'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.